Good day. Uh, look, I saw a headline. Time saying that the USA has officially unflattened the curve with a record 40,000 cases diagnosed yesterday. We're setting records uh, sort of every day here, and they're not the good kind of records to be setting. A record number of infections really uh, in one day for five straight days. And uh, some states that had rushed to reopen are now holding back and putting their plans to reopen on pause because of this spike in cases that we're seeing. So it seems to be intensity in the headlines, but is the intensity of the public response still there, or is it a case of unless I get sick, I don't really care about it? I think one of the big factors that uh, that we've seen in this latest uh, spike is that it seems like more and more young people are are getting infected, and they may have been suffering from sort of lockdown fatigue or social distancing fatigue. They they didn't believe that they would get very sick, and they didn't quite understand that. Uh, if they did get infected, the fact that they're asymptomatic could threaten other people in our society. So that's a message that health experts have been putting out. You may not think, if you're young, that this is serious, but it is very serious because even though you don't have symptoms, you could spread it to your grandmother or to somebody who's suffering from cancer or has a limited immune response. And so you've really got to think about the whole society and not just about yourself. So with all the protests uh, that we saw with Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd, um, how much did that set back progress and and maybe distract people from focusing on the threat of the virus? Well, I think it definitely had an impact. I mean, it certainly took over the headlines for weeks and uh, pushed the pandemic off the front page, if you will. And so perhaps people thought that it was gone and that it wasn't something that you needed to worry about. And now we see these numbers that indicate that it really is something to worry about. We see hospitalizations. It's not just infections. It's the number of people being admitted to hospitals and into the intensive care units uh, that is increasing as well. And that's, that's a distressing sign. You know, I saw a, a clip with uh, the president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, questioning what even the, the number 19 meant in COVID-19. Any sign that he's or the White House administration are taking it a bit more seriously? Well, the one thing that they did do is uh, this week, for the first time in two months, they had a a White House coronavirus task force briefing, which used to be a sort of a daily feature, but it stopped for a couple of months. But they brought it back on Friday. Uh, The briefing that they had, though, was, was led by the vice president. The president was not there, and he has struggled to sort of put out a consistent message about COVID-19. He's wanted lately to focus on the economic comeback, the transition to greatness, as he calls it, which is going to be a cornerstone of his re-election campaign. And today he, he played golf. He, he appears not to want to talk too much about what is happening with this surge in cases. He doesn't speak about it very often. What about Dr. Fauci? He was prominent for a while there, then he sort of disappeared. Is he, is he back on the scene at all? He is. He, he's the person who is seen to be the most knowledgeable about coronavirus in this country. And um, sometimes he says things that contradict what the president says. So he was restricted in what appearances he could make, and he, he has come back onto the scene now and is, is 
speaking more in public. But in order for him to even do a, a media appearance, he needs permission from the White House and they manage him with a short leash. You hear a lot of comments from people on the street in the Vox Pops interviews all about their individual rights and assertions of their personal freedoms. Are those individual rights killing the greater good? Well, I think, you know, that's a problem, and it's a problem that is um, something that is unique to America. Uh, this idea that, you know, I have rights and my rights are more important than anything else. And, and again, I think there's a, there's a problem with understanding, and, and we've seen it, uh, understanding how the virus works, and we've seen it with this debate over masks where people say things like, well, I don't want to wear a mask. I shouldn't be required to wear a mask. And it's because they think that, you know, wearing a mask is about protecting themselves from the virus, when in reality it's about protecting the community. And so it's, it's difficult for people, or it has been difficult for people, to understand the necessity for doing things like wearing masks. So is there still quite a difference in approach from state to state, given the White House's maybe ambivalence on the whole thing? Yeah, I, th I think you will see that as you travel across the country. There's certain parts of the country, like where I am in, in Los Angeles, where I think people are taking it very, very seriously. And you go outside, and you see everybody wearing a mask and a lot of restaurants haven't reopened and you still can't go to a bar or, or anything like that. But in other parts of the country, they, they reopen quickly uh, after the initial lockdowns. And those coincidentally, are the parts of the country where we're seeing a lot of increases in the number of cases. Um, Texas and Florida, I think they're the ones that are seeing some of the biggest spikes, aren't they? Florida, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, South Carolina, those are the states that have hit new highs. And, and uh, you know, in some of these places, it's really quite serious. For example, Texas, uh, their hospitals are becoming overwhelmed with COVID-19 cases. And this was a state that the governor really rushed there to reopen the economy following the lockdowns. Now he's had to put the reopening on pause. He's told the bars there, which were open, they're going to have to close down and he's restricting capacity uh, in restaurants. So basically what they've done in some of these places where they've seen a, a surge in cases, they've had to kind of just stop and take a step backward in terms of letting businesses reopen. Yeah. And just quickly, um, how's, how's the poll going, Biden-Trump? Well, uh, Biden has a lead in, in, in by as much as 12 points in some of these uh, polls. Uh, and also, more importantly, not just in the national poll, but in some of these battleground states where, uh, which are really crucial to President Trump getting reelected, Biden leads uh, in, a, in a significant way. But uh, this is, again... Still early. I mean, there's four and a half months to go. A lot of things can happen. So um, you don't want to think that these polls mean it's over. It's definitely not over. And there's a, there's a long way to go. Is he quite active at the moment, Joe Biden, or is he sort of sitting back and just letting things play out for a while? I think his strategy, which has been very effective, is to stay at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. He stay, you know, and they, the other side makes fun of him, says he's hiding in his basement. But it's 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 worked for him because what he does is allows the president to um, do what he's doing and say what he's saying. And then, you know, Biden doesn't really have to do much, but his poll numbers increase. And so I think it's been a winning strategy for him so far. Yeah. Hey, Eric, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Tim, thank you.